In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. This is uh, an exciting gospel text uh, for many reasons. And I'd like to share a couple of thoughts on that text with you this morning. Very interesting in relationship to this awesome event. You know, you read this text and what you walk away with is that Christ fed 5,000 people with uh, five loaves and two fish. But there's a statement right before that that really is as amazing, maybe more so. At that time, when Jesus went ashore, he saw a great throng, and he had compassion on them, and healed their sick. (laughs) Of course he could change five loaves into feed 5,000. He healed their sick. He just had compassion. His compassion just overflowed. He just healed them. He's an amazing God. He just had compassion. He healed them. And then they were hungry and he fed them. At the end it says, and then they were satisfied. Healing, feeding, satisfaction. Guaranteed. I'm blown away, again, as we tend to get when we look at our Lord and his love for us. The beautiful thing about this is that uh, Christ, His compassion, His love, never ends. It's forever. We use words forever and unto ages of ages. Unending. His love never fails. We say when we break the bread, forever eaten and never consumed. Never consumed. Nothing can separate us, we read in Romans, from the love of God. Nothing separates us from the love of God. God is forever merciful, forever compassionate. And that mercy and that love and that compassion never runs out. You can drift far away. He still has great compassion, that that passion That compassion will never run out. You can sin, even gravely sin, and be forgiven and loved by God. That compassion never runs out. That love never runs out. Forever and ever, unto ages of ages, unto eternity, never failing. Are you excited? You should be. You have an incredible God that just pours out buckets of mercy and love in your life. Never stopping, never ending. So let's, let's look at a couple of things here to help us put some meat on these bones. He heals the sick. Comes to the, and he sees them sick and he heals them. And there's a story in the text, in the gospel, about healing. And it's really interesting because the Lord comes to a paralytic. 
And the paralytic is there all crumbled up with his paralysis. And the Lord's first words to him, if you remember, are, Your sins are forgiven. And the Pharisees go bananas. And he says, well, just to show you that I can forgive sins, I'll heal you also. But the most important thing was that he was forgiven. That his soul was healed. So forgiveness for us, beloved, is part of that healing process for us. I want to share a story with you. You know, every once in a while, you'll have a cathartic, life-changing confession. They're not all that way. In fact, most aren't, in my own experience. But I had a life-changing confession one time. It's very beautiful. My spiritual father, Father Richard, was my confessor. And due to certain circumstances in our lives, there was a, uh, a riff. Not a riff, there was uh, a little distance between us because of a circumstance that just was there. It couldn't be fixed. It just was sat there. And we both had to look at it, but there was a distance between us. There was something in our life that didn't allow us to join in that sense of unity, that sense of love and joy. And I confessed to him pretty regularly. And uh, I remember we were away at a conference. And... Uh, I told him, I said, well, I need to come to confession. He says, well, come after, after, after a service. He says, I'll hear your confession. So I come up to him, and I try, you know, every once in a while you have this confession you need to get out, and you can't get it out. I don't know if you've had that experience, but I had it right there. I couldn't say it. And then I just said it. I said, Father, forgive me, but I've been holding this in me. And I just fell apart. And he, I nev I'll never forget, he just took my head and stuck it on his shoulders, and we cried together. And I, my life changed, and our relationship was, was, came back to a beautiful spot. And it was, it was a circumstance in life that really, it, it wasn't that I did anything wrong and didn't he do anything wrong. It was just something that, that stood between us. But in that confession, in that forgiveness, that relationship was healed. You know, we hear in the, in the uh, text of the epistle, St. Paul to Corinthians, no dissensions among you, but that you be united in the same mind and the same judgment. Beloved, confession is such a powerful thing. Forgiveness in that confession, heals a life. It heals a life. It heals a relationship. I, and I ask, I'll do this. How many don't go to confession enough? Raise your hand. See, I told you, everybody does it. You know you don't do it enough. I don't either. We should take advantage of this incredible sacrament. And it's okay, I'm not that busy. Oh, you're too busy, Father. No, I'm not that busy. We've got other priests here. You've got priests in town. You can go to confession. Confess your sins. It will change your life. It will heal relationships. 
I just want to so much encourage you there. So, may God help us all in, enjoy the, the forgiveness that God gives to us. And then he says he feeds us. He saw them hungry and he feeds them. Give us this day our daily bread. And a part of that uh, in terms of our spiritual life is that we take communion. The super substantial bread. The bread of life. We read in uh, the Gospel of John, the Lord continually refers to his body as life. His blood as life. The forgiveness of sins. The lifting ourselves up above uh, this world that we would have strength and energy to live the Christian life. We hear words like this when we read the prayers before communion. And I would encourage you to do this. In fact, just do it. I'm not going to encourage you, just do it. The prayers before communion, they're very powerful. They say things like this, that the body and blood of Christ enlightens and it sanctifies, it purifies. It's a pledge of the kingdom to come. Sanctified, purification, enlightenment, a pledge of the kingdom to come. Not only that, the forgiveness of sins and eternal life and the strengthening, the strength and healing of soul and body. Sound like a good deal to you? It's free. Protection and help and an averting of the adversary. Got adversaries? Got those thoughts, those actions, those memories? It averts the adversaries. Gives you strength to avert the adversaries. So, my encouragement is to commune. And another story here. Back in the early 70s, when we were developing as a church community, as we would say, long, long ago in a galaxy far, far away, we were struggling to find out the identity as a church. As we began to investigate the early church, we found that every time they came together, they did what? They took communion. Every time. So, in our journey, we said, we're going to have to do that. I remember Father Jack saying, you know, we've got, we got to start, we, we have to stop evaluating what we read about the historic church. We just need to start doing it. <laughs> so, we did two things. Actually, we communed and we baptized. The, the Shannon Pool is still a holy place. <laughs> a lot of things have happened in that Shannon Pool, but I'm telling you, a lot of people got united to Christ in that pool. Really a powerful place. Really awesome. But the one thing that changed us as a community, and this is absolutely uh, witnessed to by lives changing, was when we started communing every Sunday. Every Sunday. We didn't miss. We grew as a community because we began to partake of the body and blood of Christ and live in that life. What a powerful thing this is. What, a, what an opportunity we have to live in this life of God. St. Peter says we are partakers of divine nature. 
you commune with the very energy of God. How many would like to receive immortality and the energy of God? Okay? And I would encourage you in one thing. I don't want to belabor this, but prepare yourselves. Don't take it for granted. Don't take it for granted. Be prepared when you come. Be ready to commune. Be at peace with each other. Be at peace with your family. Be confessed if you need to be. But be prepared. Be prepared to commune. The last thing, it says, and they went away satisfied. God satisfies us. That's that's part of what we are to be, satisfied. You know, in, in Romans where the Lord is discussing, or Paul is discussing uh, kind of the law, and he says to uh, the Romans that the kingdom of God is not uh, about food and drink. It's about peace, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. The kingdom of God, your kingdom, the kingdom that you live in is about righteousness, Joy and peace in the Holy Spirit. This is what our kingdom is. This is what the kingdom of God is. That's what he brings us into the kingdom to experience. Peace. Be at peace with each other. No dissensions among us. Be at peace. You know, I want to just encourage you because years ago, Mother Victoria gave me this as a... uh, as an objective, to be at peace, in, to be at peace within, my, within myself. And what I find in that is that I have to be at peace with God and with others and with myself. All three things must be working to be at peace. And when I get that peace, I do everything to keep it. And when I lose it, I do everything to find it. It is the thing. It's the thing I work on. And if I have it, I keep it. If I lose it, I go get it. And if I've lost it, I know there's something wrong. And I have to go find out what that thing wrong is. Is it me? Is it my attitude? Is it something I'm thinking, something I'm saying, some, uh, some, uh, some relationship I have to work on? What is it that's where I'm losing my peace? Beloved, we need to be ruthless with this. Because we are, to be, we are called to live in righteousness, joy, and peace. If you don't have those things, go find them. That's what, that's what the kingdom of God is. It says these are the things of the kingdom. So I just encourage you to see that as a goal. And I will say this. If you desire righteousness, joy, and peace truly in your heart, God will show you how to get it. God will show you how to get it. But you need to desire it. You need to have that as your desire. And be ruthless with that desire. Go after this. So, what a beautiful gospel text today. God heals us, forgives us. God feeds us with his very life. And he satisfies us with peace. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.
Regarded always by thy might, we may ascribe glory unto thee, to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, now and ever, and unto ages of ages. <clears throat> no one is bound with the desires and the pleasures of the flesh, is worthy to approach or draw nigh to serve thee, O King of glory. For to serve thee is a great and a fearful thing, even to the heavenly powers. Nevertheless, through thine unspeakable and boundless love toward mankind, that I become man. Yet without change or alteration is master of all to take the name of our high priest, deliver unto us the ministry of this liturgic and bloodless sacrifice. For thou alone, O Lord our God, rulest over all things in heaven and on earth, who are born of the throne of the cherubim, the Lord of the seraphim, and the King of Israel, alone art holy, and restest in the holy place. Wherefore I implore thee, O Lord, art good and ready to listen. Look down upon me, the sinner, and thine unprofitable servant, and cleanse my soul and my heart from evil conscience. By the power of the Holy Spirit, enable me and do to the graceful priesthood. To stand before this thy holy table and perform the sacred mystery of thy holy and immaculate body and precious blood. For I draw near unto thee, and by my neck I pray thee. Turn not thy face from me, neither cast me out from among thy servants. But thou safe to these gifts be offered thee by me, thy sinful and unworthy servant. Thou thyself art he that offereth and is offered, that accepteth and is distributed, O Christ God. And to thee we ascribe glory, together with an unoriginate Father, an all-holy and good and life-giving Spirit, now and ever, and unto ages of ages. Amen. Father. <clears throat>